you know, something I learned from my last CEO, Satya Nadella, is that you have to be a learn-it-all person more than a know-it-all person. And I've really tried to bring that type of growth mindset to Nerdio. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where you'll hear leaders of partner programs talk about their greatest challenges and most successful solutions. And now your host, Louis Gadima, the president of Revenue and Associates. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where we talk with leaders in software partner programs to learn about what's working today. And if you like what you hear in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or whatever service you're using to listen to it. That will help others find the podcast too. Today, my guest is Joseph Landis, the Chief Revenue Officer at Nerdio. Joseph, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Lewis. It's great to be here, and I've been looking forward to being on your podcast for a long time. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I've been looking forward to talking with you. So Chief Revenue Officer can sometimes mean different things at different companies. What all does your role involve at Nerdio? Well, I, you know, I always say, Lewis, to everybody at Nerdio, your number one job is to sell and your number two job is to do whatever we hired you for, right? So I think everything is about, you know, selling. Ultimately, everything is about exposing people to our product. But in truth, I was hired to lead sales and marketing at Nerdio, and that's what I do with great pleasure every day. And uh, for people who aren't familiar with Nerdio, can you tell them what the, you're about four years old, I think? Uh, absolutely. Actually, um, yeah, Nerdio is, is coming on about that. Our mission, uh, we feel, is, is quite straightforward. We empower managed service providers to build successful cloud practices in Microsoft Azure. So we're really all about helping MSPs understand the public cloud, understanding Azure, and really giving them the tools they need to be able to move successfully into that world and build a successful and profitable business. So that's a very specific market that you're focused on. Just about you, you went to college in the Boston area to Brandeis, which is less than three miles from where I am right now. Uh, and, yeah, I would, start, I would start again today if I could. <laughs> yeah, great college. And then you started working at Microsoft and worked there for 23 years or so in pro as a product manager in sales and uh, up to other senior roles. All of your experience was at Microsoft until you moved to Nerdio just 15 months ago. Uh, but I guess the connecting tissue is Microsoft Azure. So is it a shock to go from a 150,000 employee organization with 1 trillion in market cap to a four-year-old startup? Well, it was certainly a shock to my parents when I told them I was leaving Microsoft to go to Nerdio, that's for sure. I remember <laughs> calling them up and telling them that. They, they thought they needed to immediately fly out to Seattle and make sure everything was okay with me. But yeah, you know, I, I, it certainly is. You know, when you grow up in a company, I think any company, whether it's Microsoft or any other company, and, you, and you've been there your whole career, and you've sort of developed a certain tribal knowledge of how things work and who everybody is, definitely to leave uh, is a little bit of a shock to the system. But quite frankly, you know, I, I left in a great space. I, I maintain amazing relationships with the folks at Microsoft, you know, really because we built our entire business with Nerdio on Microsoft technology. So our day-to-day -day interaction with many people who I used to work with is super strong and super solid. And I think when you when you leave a very large company and you move to a startup, it's about learning 
you know, first and foremost, who everybody is, what your unique value proposition is in the market, and then really how to get stuff done in a world where perhaps you have fewer resources than you're used to. But it's been great. I've enjoyed every minute of it, Lewis. It's been super fun. As you said, I, you know, I went to college in, in, uh, in Waltham, Massachusetts at Brandeis, and I actually did a summer internship after my third year at Brandeis out uh, in Redmond at Microsoft. And I went back, finished college, and then went back to Microsoft. And I really thought at the time that I would stay at Microsoft maybe for a couple of years and go to business school. But I recall a meeting with Steve Ballmer, Microsoft's former CEO, where I was in a kind of a small meeting with him with other college hires. And I asked him, you know, hey, Steve, what do you think about going to business school and he said business school in his typical bombastic way business school you know this is business school right here why would you ever leave microsoft to go to business school you're getting your business education here well so i, I took his advice i ended up staying and did a lot of super interesting jobs at the company and really the last eight years of my career at microsoft i was uh, stationed abroad i was in brazil and i was in india and pretty deep in the Azure ecosystem. So when I, I met Vadim Vladimirsky, our, our founder and CEO, and, and he told me what Nerdio was doing, uh, it was really exciting to see, and it really solved a lot of the issues that we were having at Microsoft, bringing small and medium businesses into the cloud. So I took a leap of faith, partnered up with Vadim, and the rest is history, as they say, or at least the last 15 months is history. Okay, great. Did you... Uh... I know in a 150-person organization, 150,000-person organization, you don't know everyone. But Alyssa Fitzpatrick is one of the channel leaders at Microsoft. She was a guest on the podcast a few months ago, uh, and she's a real leader in the channel community too. Speaks at a lot of conferences. Did you happen to know her or interact with her at Microsoft? I sure did. Uh, I know Alyssa. She actually came down to Brazil when I was uh, leading marketing and operations there. And we had some good chats about how to drive the channel business in Brazil. So I always look forward to chatting with Alyssa. As you say, she's a great channel leader. She's someone who brings a lot of value to the channel ecosystem. So yes, we definitely cross paths a number of times. Okay. So I see that Nerdio has distribution agreements with Ingram Micro, Pax8, and others. Craig Donovan from Pax8 was a guest on the podcast. So what is the role of the channel at Nerdio and what other channel components besides distributors are in your channel strategy there? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we are a channel first company at Nerdio. And when I joined about 15 months ago, uh, we didn't we only had maybe one distribution agreement in place. And I felt like it was important for us to to dramatically expand that and to really partner with the companies who are driving significant cloud consumption and really adoption of the cloud. So if you think about where we are in the US market today, we have distribution agreements set up with Pax8, as you mentioned, with Ingram Micro, with SureWeb, and with DNH Distributing. We have a, another one coming that I won't uh, reveal on this podcast, but maybe in a future podcast we could talk about that. And really, if you think about those companies, which are which are all great companies, they have incredible expertise in the channel. They have a great uh, amount of reach in the channel. And quite frankly, they give us a lot of great feedback on our product. I was actually just talking to uh, Aaron Garza, who's one of the 
sales leaders at Pax8 yesterday, and we were diving deep into the concept of, you know, how do you attract and teach someone who's brand new to Microsoft Azure on how to build a cloud practice in Azure? So I think the the feedback that we get in the day-to-day interactions with folks like Aaron and, and Ryan Walsh and Ryan Burton and Nick Hetty, let's say at Pax8, really help not just us be more successful at Nerdio day-to-day, but really shape the future uh, set of product releases and product features that we're doing. So we certainly have distribution agreements set up, not just in the US, but in Canada, in Latin America, Australia, New Zealand, in Europe. And I feel like that's going super well. But I learned from Jay McBain at Forrester, who's been a great coach to us at Nerdio and, and a great has, has developed into a good friend of mine, that it's super important to be a great community marketer when you are trying to build your business in the SaaS space and in the MSP market specifically. So I think what Jay has taught us is that distribution communities are one piece of the equation, but there are also thought leadership and peer groups. So for example, we are a proud platinum sponsor of ConnectWise's IT Nation Evolve. We take part in the Taylor Business Group peer groups. We take part in ASCII. Uh, we've partnered up with Marketopia. We've partnered up with Robin Robbins. So we like to go where the MSPs go to get their information. And we feel as if we could, is if we are there with them, we could certainly help them understand how to build a successful cloud practice in Azure. So whether it's a distribution community, a thought leadership or peer group, maybe an industry event like Microsoft Inspire or CompTIA, working with media communities, working like with folks like you who conduct popular podcasts. I think you have to think of the entire ecosystem in order to break through in the SaaS space with MSPs. And that's really when you ask sort of what are we doing in the channel? It's really all of that. And, and I think you'll see in 2020, probably 2X, if not 3X more activity relative to 2019 from Nerdio. And 2019 with Nerdio was already a very successful year for us. Yeah, I've seen that you talk, you've you've spoken and written about the importance of being involved in the MSP community, in MSP peer groups. So why are they important to Nerdio? And how do you think companies can have a successful strategy of, of working with the uh, MSP community? So Lewis, the second day I arrived at Nerdio, uh, our CEO, Vadim, said to me, hey, Joseph, we we purchased, your predecessor purchased a sponsorship at this thing called HTG, which, as I think you and your listeners know, has now become IT Nation Evolve. Uh, we need you to go down there and represent Nerdio. Now, here I was. I didn't know the pitch. I didn't know the product. I didn't know too much. But I traveled down to Orlando to take part in my first sort of peer group interactions. And I quickly found that it was going to be one of the most valuable ways for us to get feedback as a company. You know, something I learned from my last CEO, Satya Nadella, is that you have to be a learn-it-all person more than a know-it-all person. And I've really tried to bring that type of growth mindset to Nerdio. So when you go to a peer group, you're faced with 10, 12 MSPs in a room, you're talking about your technology, you're talking about your product, and they're not always necessarily super supportive of you or super friendly. You have to kind of win their hearts and minds over to Nerdio. Uh, so we've done that. And where, where it's gotten us is, is really beyond just sort of selling more Nerdio for Azure. It's gotten us amazing feedback into how we need to 
maybe change our messaging, maybe change a product feature to suit the MSP community even better. So if you think about peer groups, again, IT Nation Evolve, Taylor Business Group, and others, we find them to be an incredibly valuable way for us to not just go to market, but to become really a learn-it-all company and get as much feedback as we can from the channel on a day-to-day basis. That's I love that. You need to be a learn-it-all person, not a know-it-all person. That's terrific. It comes directly from Satya Nadella. I can't take any credit for it, but I, I really try to, I try and we as a company try to live that every day. Well, he's, uh, he's done a remarkable job of pivoting Microsoft in terms of the, the culture and the product and approach and everything. And the results speak for themselves. You know, some people would say you can only have three real priorities at a time. So I'm wondering if you can share with us what your top three priorities are for 2020 in terms of revenue growth at Nerdio. Yeah. So, you know, certainly I think 2019 for Nerdio was a, was a breakout year for us in many respects. I think we certainly drove our business in terms of working with more partners, establishing more industry relationships. And as I look at 2020, that needs to continue. So we need to continue to uh, add more partners who are working with us because by doing that, it, it makes us better. It helps these partners establish cloud practices in Azure. I think the, the, the second uh, priority is certainly the partnerships that we have. So if the first is working with more MSPs to help them build their cloud practices, the second are the industry partnerships. So really thinking through how do we accelerate our distribution partnerships? How do we accelerate the partnerships we have with thought leadership and peer group entities? And really, I'd say our, our most important priority uh, beyond those two, and, and perhaps you might say our third, although it's not certainly not third in importance, is continuing to solidify the amazing relationship we have with Microsoft. You know, if you, if you go back and you look at uh, where Microsoft has been successful with Azure, a lot of the early success uh, was in the enterprise space. So when Microsoft looks to take on AWS and, and perhaps Google Cloud, although they, they certainly are a, a bit of a distant third, um, there's a lot of resources that Microsoft put towards winning in the enterprise. And I think even back to the time that I was at Microsoft, winning an SMB with Azure has been a much more elusive goal. Fortunately, we're super well aligned with Microsoft's SMB organization. Uh, one of our executive sponsors at Microsoft is Gabriela Schuster, their channel chief. And together, we are really trying to solve this issue of how to bring more small and medium businesses to the cloud through their managed service providers. Uh, so if you think about, you know, perhaps a third priority of ours in 2020, it's continuing to not just solidify, but really execute on an amazing partnership with Microsoft. And you're going to see over the coming months, uh, a lot more details coming out from Microsoft about their relationship with Nerdio and some of the things they're doing with us to go to market in the MSP space. All right, great. We'll be looking for that. So what percent of Nerdio revenue comes uh, through the channel and how much of it is direct? Yeah, so if you think about our channel revenue, again, we're channel first. I'd say it's probably you know 99.8% of our <laughs> revenue is is channel. I think there's one outlier, perhaps that uh, you know that early in our days we had done business with as an end customer directly. But you know we're all about the channel today. 
and and helping the channel be successful. Uh, when we started Nerdio and when I came on board 15 months ago, we again we didn't really have distribution relationships set up. We we had one set up, and as a result, we had to sign MSPs directly. So you know we came up with a partner agreement. We approached them. We signed them up directly. And we moved forward, helping them build a cloud practice in Azure. You know, now that we are uh, better distributed, and, and quite frankly, we're working with amazing distributors, uh, I would love to see much more of our business shift towards distribution. And in fact, it is uh, because the distributors that we work with have much more expertise in the channel day to day. They have greater reach than us. They have they have amazing salespeople, amazing technical support people. So I would like to see 2020 be the year where we really shift a lot more of that business uh, to go through our distribution partners. If, uh, if an MSP wants to work with us directly, uh, we're certainly not gonna turn it down, but we're always going to first ask them, hey, who's the, um, the distributor that you work with? And if that's a distributor we work with, we're going to direct them to that distributor to not just get Nerdio for Azure, but of course, to get their Azure and Microsoft 365 resources. So what kind of analytics are you using? You've been there 15 months or so. How, how do you measure success? Right. To measure success, Lewis, I think there's sort of the tools you use, the feedback you get, and then, of course, kind of the, uh, the KPIs, right? You mm -hmm. know, when it comes to uh, the tools that we use, uh, we're a HubSpot user, and, and I'm super proud to say that we're partnered up with HubSpot. I think it's a great tool both on the marketing side and the sales side to be able to drive both marketing and sales automation and to derive insights from your partners to really understand sort of what kind of content they're using, uh, how often they're using that content, and really make sure that, that we can continue to have intelligent conversations with our partners. So from a tool standpoint, uh, we're definitely heavy users of HubSpot. When I think about how to measure the success of our business, uh, you know, certainly there is there is a KPI around how many partners we work with and how many partners we add and, and and such. There's another KPI that we look at very carefully, which is how much Azure consumed revenue we're driving in the ecosystem, because we really view ourselves as an accelerant to Azure. Uh, so when you go to Microsoft and, and and you talk to them about Nerdio. I'd say one of the first things they'll tell you is that, gosh, you know, what Nerdio does is it helps us accelerate Azure consumed revenue in the MSP space. And in fact, for every dollar that we sell of Nerdio for Azure, we're influencing about $10.2 of Azure consumed revenue in the channel and even more Microsoft 365 revenue. So I think from a, from a KPI and metric standpoint, there certainly is, you know, how many MSPs we can work with on a day-to-day on -day basis, on a month-to-month -month basis, how many new MSPs do we work with? But then I think there's also the amount of Azure that we're driving, which really helps the entire ecosystem be successful. Yeah, interesting. So uh, you mentioned HubSpot, and HubSpot is a tool that I use with a number of my clients as well. But then what about channel technology tools? Are there some channel technology tools such as a portal, a PRM, through channel marketing automation or others that you're using at Nerdio or, or plan to use or that you think are important? Yeah, I'd say, Lewis, um, that's coming. I think in the evolution of our company, that's probably one of the next steps we're going to take. 
I would say one of the biggest investments that we made in 2019, Lewis, is less a technology investment, and I'd call it more of a get smart or a learning investment. And what I mean by that is, you know, like any other SaaS company, we have a website, right? Like any company on the planet, they have a website. We felt that our website shouldn't just be something that talks about Nerdio and our product and our features, but we invested in creating the Nerdio Academy. And when you go to getnerdio.com, our website, and you click on the Nerdio Academy, you are going to enter this world of incredibly great curated content for MSPs relating to Microsoft Azure. I would even venture to say we have better MSP related content on Azure than even Microsoft does. So we took 2019 as a building year of content. You know, we now probably have over a thousand pieces of content with great search functionality in the Nerdio Academy, everything from white papers to a video series called Everything Azure for MSPs to podcasts like the ones we record with you. And the goal being that any MSP who works with us gets to take advantage, not just of our technology, but really of our knowledge that we have both on the business side and on the technical side. So that really was the big step forward for us in 2019. That of course has enabled us to drive a lot of interest through organic SEO and other devices that we're putting in place that really build off of the content. It's become a great differentiator for us. And I think when you look at other folks in, in the industry, and you look at where we are with content, there's there's no comparison. Others have tried to do what we're doing, but we really made it a big priority. And, and I think you'll see that continue to pay off for MSPs in 2020. And then I think we'll use 2020 to learn about other types of technology investments we should make, some of which you mentioned. Well, a thousand pieces of content in one year, that is... Uh... A, a real commitment. I, I guess you do believe in HubSpot and inbound marketing. We do. We absolutely do. I, I mean, I think, you know, the advice I'd give any uh, any startup, not that I should be giving advice 15 months into a startup, but, you know, you can you could certainly do a lot with great content. Uh, in fact, we had a, a great story, you know, that maybe your listeners are interested in. We found a super interesting company based in Israel called Two Heads uh, Consulting. And what Two Heads does is they go into the incredibly vibrant ecosystem in Israel and they teach them how to do great video marketing. Mm. So we hired them to teach us how to do video marketing. Again, applying the, the learn it all mindset, you know, we didn't know how to do that. Our videos weren't very good. We weren't doing very many of them. And we hired Two Heads in Israel, a woman named Sivan Felder and a man named Barak Shachnovitz. And, and they really came, they came to Chicago, which was an amazing investment on their part. And they sat with us for uh, an extended period of time, both in person and then on the phone to teach us how to create great content that would benefit our MSPs uh, in video. And now we've created you know, many, many, many videos. We're probably at over, I don't know, 60 or 70 videos now. We're producing one a week. And our MSPs have come back to us and said, wow, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. The, the other learning, Lewis, is that when you're creating video as a startup, nobody expects it to look like you know, you're producing for Channel 5 News. It doesn't have to look amazing. You certainly need to sound good. You need to sort of look decent. It's more about the content. It's more about the, the way you are communicating to your audience. And I would say if I think back to 2019, one of the biggest steps forward we made and one of the best investments we made 
uh, was with Two Heads in Israel, teaching us how to be effective in video. So now we have a great YouTube channel that, that folks could take a look at for Nerdio with just a ton of useful information um, to help them build their cloud practice in Azure. And certainly content can be very helpful with this uh, next question that I'm asking about. But one of the challenges for a startup like Nerdio is most people haven't heard of you. You don't have a lot of brand equity. And so how do you go about building that so that you're not a someone that people are just like, never heard of them, don't want to talk to them, but you become a, yeah, I've, I've heard of them. They sound kind of interesting. I, I want to have that conversation kind of company. Yeah, you, you have to be there, Lewis. And again, if I go back to what Jay McBain from Forrester taught us, you have to be an amazing community marketer. You have to take it upon yourself that you are going to, to be everywhere with value, not just to be everywhere, but to show up with real value. And I think as we go into the ecosystem, Again, whether it's a peer group, uh, an industry association, a vendor community, a media community, an event, a distribution community, we're always coming with value. And that value isn't always talking about Nerdio. Uh, we give a great class that I probably delivered more than 50 times in 2019 called Demystifying Azure for MSPs. And I don't talk about Nerdio at all. I just talk about, hey, you're an MSP. You want to go to Azure, but you don't know anything about it. Let me talk to you for an hour about everything you need to know to get going. So people see that and then they say, ah, oh, you know, this guy, Joseph and Nerdio uh, and Vadim and others in our company, they can help me be successful. And then they naturally sort of come to us at Nerdio and view us as experts when they're ready to build their cloud practice in Azure. So I think to go from kind of a standing start where we were to start 2019, where, as you said, we were known, but not very well known. Um, I would say that we've, we've done a great job in 2019 creating a pretty significant, strong perception around our company, great awareness around our company. And quite frankly, a lot of folks reaching out to us, asking us if we will attend their events, speak at their events, and participate with them at different meetings, shows, and, and such. So I, I would say as, as a, any SaaS company that wants to do that, you got to go where the people are. You can't sit in your office and assume they're going to come to you. Yeah, Jay McBain is terrific. He, he's been a guest on the program too, and he has so many insights into how the channel works and, and how to be successful with a channel program. Not surprising at all. He personifies that advice that he gives you because he is bringing so much value to, to so many events and so many interactions related to the channel. You know, Lewis, uh, when I was at Microsoft many years ago, I ran an event and uh, I brought in Jim Collins, who is, who is many of your listeners know, wrote the seminal book, Good to Great. And, uh, One of my absolute favorite business books. Same here, same here. And, and I, I had a unique opportunity to spend about 45 minutes at the event just one-on-one -on -one with Jim, asking him questions and, and getting advice. And one of the things he taught me is you need to develop a personal board of directors. And that could be anyone. It could be your, your partner, your, your parents, your kids. It could be people you've met in the industry. So of course at Nerdio, we have a, a board of directors that holds us accountable to the to goals that we set out and to our growth objectives and things like that. But when I joined Nerdio coming from Microsoft, I knew it was important for me to develop a personal board of directors, people that I could go to and ask questions about 
uh, in the channel. Hey, are we doing this the right way at Nerdio? Someone that wouldn't be afraid to say, hey, Joseph, you know, you're off course as the channel chief for Nerdio. You need to uh, you need to try this. And two of those people that really have been incredibly valuable to me, and I count on my personal board of directors in the channel, are certainly Jay McBain from Forrester. He's someone that I could just either call up or shoot a quick mail to and ask advice. Uh, and the other, of course, is Rob Ray at Datto. Rob has been great at, uh, at, at leading me down the path. He's actually had tough conversations with me where he saw me do something that maybe he didn't think was the right move. And he said, hey, you, should, you shouldn't do this. You should do this. And that's great. And I, I certainly want to and, and actively try to uh, expand my personal board of directors in the channel and, and look forward to doing that in 2020. But I think any channel chief needs to do that because, again, if you're going to be a learn-it-all person, you're not going to figure it all out yourself. You need to learn from others who have done it and who are very successful. And I think Jay and Rob are two people that provide a lot of great advice to me at Nerdio. Rob was uh, guest number one on the podcast. I was really, really lucky. Uh, you know, it's been interesting hosting this podcast because it's basically been a master class in, in the channel. And aside from my own experience and my own reading and, and such, to have now dozens of hours of one-on-one -on -one conversations with people like you, all the way from people who are just starting uh, channel programs to people like Alyssa who are leading some of the biggest channel programs in the world and analysts like Jay, it's really been a, a pretty fascinating set of conversations that I've been able to have and, and learn from. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you two questions. I I ask people kind of variations of questions I ask people when I'm hiring. One is, what's a channel program or campaign that you've done that you think was especially successful? That you think uh, you know you're really proud of how that went. You know, uh, I'd have to say the 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 channel program that I'm most proud of goes back to my days at Microsoft, and I think your listeners who've been in the technology space for a long time, will remember when Microsoft launched Windows Server 2008, which quite coincidentally just went end of support for Microsoft on January 14th. So I guess that dates me a little bit. But, <laughs> but, uh, but I was the launch manager at Microsoft for Windows Server 2008 on the, on the sales and marketing side. Okay. And, and we had to come up with a campaign that would really speak to, to the industry, to the ecosystem around why they should adopt Windows Server 2008. And we came up with a campaign that, again, if you've been around on the channel for a long time, you might remember it. And the campaign was called Heroes Happen Here. And, you know, on a separate podcast, perhaps we could even go through the whole history of that. But the whole idea was, you know, if you're a, if you're a company, whether you're um, an MSP or, or an enterprise company, there are these people that are working in the company who are sort of the unsung heroes of the company. And they typically are the IT professionals and the developers in the company. They're the ones who are out there learning every day. They're the ones who are getting insights that will benefit their company. And then they have to execute on them from a technology perspective. So we created a whole campaign at Microsoft around heroes. Heroes happen here. And we went out and this was, um, again, 2008. So it was a long time ago, uh, but we created a comic series where we had a daily comic talking about heroes of IT. We created a portrait book where we went out and interviewed IT pros from around the world and, and talked about them in their day-to-day -day life outside of being an IT pro. 
We even made, uh, we, we commissioned people to create their own short films about IT heroes that they've seen. And it really resonated well in the ecosystem and in the channel because, and this, by the way, this was a campaign that Microsoft Corporation launched and every Microsoft subsidiary picked up around the world and executed locally. So it was quite, quite rewarding for me as I went around the world and spoke about the launch of Windows Server 2008 to see the local execution. I mean, I went to Nigeria, to Qatar, to Jordan, Kuwait, to, to Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Ethiopia, many, many places where they had their own take on heroes, but it all came back to recognizing the folks that are putting in the hard work every day, the IT professionals, the developers, the IT administrators, to learn the next technology and to provide benefit to their company. And I'd say I feel most proud of that and most excited about it, first and foremost, because of the message that it that it that landed in the channel around it. And, and also really because of the reach that it got from Microsoft. And when I wake up at Nerdio every day, I, I think about similar ways that we could impact the industry in such a broad way. Okay, that's a great example. So l let me ask you the flip side of that. What's a campaign or program that you've done uh, in the channel that wasn't successful? And, and what did you learn from that? Yeah, so I spent three and a half years working at Microsoft India. And I had a great job. I led developer evangelism. So my team, we had about 60 people and our job was to reach out to the local uh, developers, IT pros, students and startups to get them excited about Microsoft and to really get them to code and to deploy on our platform. And I came up with an idea back then with our organization around empowering women in technology. And our goal was to, to empower 1 million women in India to be more successful with technology. And I, I, I think the idea was great. We were reaching out to technical students. We were reaching out to K through 12 girls. We were reaching out to women who had to leave the workforce, perhaps to start a family and then come back uh, and need to get retrained on various skills. And we reached out to uh, women who were already working in IT companies to try to provide them with the training that they needed to, to really take their careers to the next level. And I, I say, I think it was a great initiative. I think it was maybe a little bit ambitious for us in India. Uh, and, and I don't know that it didn't work. It just, we completely underestimated the demand and, and how many people wanted to participate in something like that. We, we weren't resourced anywhere uh, nearly enough at the company to be able to respond to the demand and to and to deliver the courses and to have the appropriate coursework. So we did okay. I mean, I think we probably in the end uh, trained about 100,000 women in the program, but we fell far short of the target of a million, which in truth I feel was a failure because if you look at India today, there is such a need for that. And not just India, but many other countries, there is such a need to empower women to be more successful with technology. And it's so heartening and it's so great to see Microsoft taking a leadership position uh, with events like Women in Cloud, which is gonna be running uh, this coming Saturday in Redmond and Nerdio is participating in that to really ensure that um, they are making an investment in ensuring that, that women of all ages have the opportunity and have the training and the skills necessary to, to do startups like we're doing at Nerdio and to be incredibly successful in the technology space. Yeah, that's a terrific goal. It sounds like it was a, a terrific idea and just the scale of it 
got away from you a little bit. Yeah, many many uh, people have gone to India and been uh, overwhelmed by scale. On the flip side, <laughs> on the flip side, we did launch an incredibly successful program in India uh, where we set a Guinness record for the number of people coding under one roof for 24 hours straight. That I think was a highlight of my time there, and we were able to scale there and get into the Guinness uh, record book as a result. But in the case of this one, we underestimated the scale, um, which happens sometimes. So, how, how many people? Uh, how many people did you set that record with? I believe the the final number was was two thousand seven hundred and fourteen. I have the Guinness certificate somewhere framed uh, in a in a warehouse somewhere. I don't know where it is quite now, but. Uh, <laughs> But, it, but imagine, you know, we'd never done that before. You have to kind of rent out a stadium. You have to, in India, you have to figure out, like, where's everyone going to drink water, go to the bathroom and, and get electricity and have 2,700 laptops be able to connect to the Internet. It was, a, it was a pretty big undertaking, but it was super fun. And we had a great time doing it. And I think it brought a lot of excitement to the Indian developer ecosystem by doing it. All right. Great. So, Joseph, what should I have asked you that I didn't? What, what keeps you up at night? I, you know, certainly I think what, uh, what keeps me up is how do we just keep getting the message across to MSPs that, that Nerdio has the right solution for them to help them really get past the concerns they have when it comes to moving to the cloud. When we speak to MSPs, Lewis, and we ask them, why are you not moving to the cloud with Azure? We typically hear three things. The first thing they say is, look, we don't have any people in our company that know about it. So to hire someone who knows about Azure or to retrain our existing staff is gonna be an expense to our business. The second thing they say is that it's very complicated. We've looked at Azure and it's super complicated, so we've passed. And then the third thing they say is we're used to working on premises and we feel it's a big risk to move to the world of cloud consumption because if our uh, customers consume more than they said they were gonna consume, we might get left holding the bill at the end of the day. So. What I wake up thinking about every day is how can I make sure that the four foundational elements of Nerdio for Azure that we've created are front and center of, of every MSP so they don't need to worry anymore about those challenges. And the four foundational elements of Nerdio are first deployment. We allow an MSP with our automation technology to deploy a complete IT environment in Azure in about two hours without the need for an engineer. Our second foundational element is pricing and packaging. So we've created the Nerdio cost estimator that allows the MSP to deeply understand the true cost in an easy to understand way of buying Azure from a, from a distributor like a Pax8. The third investment we've made is in management, the ability to manage your customers day-to-day -day in a simplified way and to do everything you need to do to manage your customer in three clicks or less. And then finally, the fourth foundational element is optimization. The ability to scale down and to use auto-scaling to scale down in and out the Azure resources when they're not being used to save your customer money and to save you the MSP money. If I could get that message out, and, and it's a message that I probably deliver many, many times every day, either on the phone or in person with partners, if I could just keep simplifying that message and get that message out to MSPs, I think we'll see massive adoption in the MSP space of Azure. And we'll see uh, MSPs, quite frankly, make a lot more money selling Azure as well. So, so Joseph, um, how can people contact you if they want to learn more about Nerdio and the work that you're doing there with Microsoft Azure? Well, I, I always give people two ways to contact me. The first, of course, is contact 
us at our company website at getnerdio.com. So I think we've got just an incredible amount of resources there. You could spin up a free trial of Nerdio. Uh, you could check out our cost estimator. You could visit the Nerdio Academy, as we talked about. Everything you need is there. And I'm super happy always to give out my personal email address. It's jlandes, J-L-A-N-D-E-S, at getnerdio.com. I welcome uh, all inquiries. My inbox is always open to everybody and would personally love to help you build a successful cloud practice in Azure. Of course, you could also visit us on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, where we're regularly posting valuable content and insights for MSPs. Yeah, I saw that you're active on Twitter, and are are you active on LinkedIn too? Oh, I'm super active on LinkedIn. Yeah, probably more active on LinkedIn than Twitter. Um, okay. I'm probably least active on Facebook personally. I've, I've probably purged a lot of contacts over the years. I just kind of use it to keep up with my family now, but when it comes to Nerdio, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter are are uh, are places that I you know have open in my browser every day, and I'm spending a lot of time on. So feel free to visit me or visit us there. All right, terrific. So thank you for joining us today, Joseph. It's as great. I, thank you so much for having me, Lewis. So as I do with all guests, I'll be sending you a copy of my Bullseye Marketing book in appreciation. It was recently named one of the best marketing plan books of all time. Excellent. Well, I look forward to reading it and uh, really appreciate being on the podcast and look forward perhaps to being on a future podcast. Yeah, that would be great. And uh, for the listeners, thank you for listening to the Software Channel Partner Podcast. And please subscribe and listen to future episodes.